Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. So I'm going to go. No, just kidding. But uh, it is awesome to be able to have that flow through our service of what God really, I think, is saying to us as a church. And we've been doing recently messages on the names of God. You know, really diving into God's character and nature as we see in Scripture. And we've looked at who God is through the person of Jesus Christ. And it's wonderful because when we know who God is and we know who Jesus is, we know who we are. You know, Jesus is our foundation. And we're so thankful, aren't we, that God has given Jesus to us. And so as we consider the names of God, One of the the names of God in Hebrew is Jehovah Nissi, which translates the Lord, my banner. And this particular name is mentioned in the Old Testament in Exodus 17. And so just to give you a bit of background context here, the Israelites are in the desert following their escape from Egypt, their slavery in Egypt, and Moses is their leader. And they've just experienced God's miracle provision of water. And now they're being pursued by a foreign nation, the Amalekites, and they're enemies of Israel. So let's pick up from Exodus 17, starting at verse 8. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. So in in this passage, we see God's presence and power at work in a military context as the Israelites fought the Amalekites. And therefore, there's great significance in the imagery of God as a banner over his people. What is a banner typically used for? Identification. So banners promote a a group or a cause by which which associated people are recognised. For example, a, a military flag is sometimes called a banner. And throughout history, banners have been used in wars for soldiers to uh, be able to identify, is it a friend or an enemy that's coming towards me? Also for unification. So banners are used to gather, if you like, a group of people who represent the same person or place or cause. Armies held banners or flags when going into battle, a symbol that they were fighting together for their country or fighting together for their cause. Banners are also a rally point for a group of people. So, for example, when I attend uh, inter-school sporting events for work, 
we have to find our school's banner when we arrive and students know where to come back to during the day. Event organisers know which students belong to which school. And so the Battle of the Amalekites was really a significant moment for God's people. They were the first nation to wage war against Israel following their escape from Egypt. And it was an unprovoked attack. Sometimes we might experience an unprovoked attack through circumstances, maybe initiated even through other people. And at times like this, it can seem like we're losing our sense of stability. Our emotions are heightened and we feel like things have come out of nowhere to take us down. I wonder how the Israelites felt as word spread throughout the camp of an impending military battle. In the natural, the Israelites were the unexpected victors. In the eyes of their enemies, they were most likely seen as a weakened and vulnerable people. Having only recently escaped years in slavery, they were travelling through a foreign nation with all of their possessions, all of their livestock, and they were really inexperienced at this time in comparison to their sort of fierce, battle-ready opponents. But they had something on their side that set them apart from their enemies. They had the presence and the power of the one true God. And his presence and his power became like a banner over them. So as Joshua, we read in that earlier scripture that he went, he, uh, Joshua and the army went in to battle physically. And then Moses battled spiritually. He was pressing into prayer. He was holding up his hands, the staff which God had parted the Red Sea was in his grip. And when he became weary, and I love this, that his friends helped him to endure in prayer by keeping his hands up. Moses held his hands up as an act of dependence on someone much greater and more powerful, the creator of the universe, the God of heaven and earth. Moses recognised that it was in God's name that they would be victorious. And as the Israelites fought the Amalekites on the field and in the heavens, the key was that they united under the banner of God. They united under one name, his name. The Israelites worked together practically. They worked together spiritually to show, showing this reliance upon God. And God enabled them to defeat their enemy. When Moses built the altar with the imagery of God as a banner over them, it was a symbol of God's covering. It was a symbol of his empowering over his people. The banner was a symbol of victory over the enemy. Through his son, Jesus Christ, God is the banner over us, bringing victory. We read in uh, the book of Isaiah, prophetic vision that Isaiah was given in 11 verse 10. And it says this, that in that day, the root of Jesse, referring to Jesus here, will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. You know, many years prior to Jesus' birth, God allowed Isaiah to see a glimpse of, of the whole earth full of the knowledge of Jesus. Jesus, who would be a banner under which people would rally. And over 2,000 years later, here we are. And C3QB, we're coming together under the banner of his name. And there's more to come, you know, waiting for the second coming of Christ. When all people, it says in scripture, that every knee will bow, every tongue on earth will confess that he is Lord. And so there's more to come with that verse, which is, is staggering in of itself, isn't it? And next week is Palm Sunday. You know, when Jesus made his triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem as the Messiah. And the king who goes before us. 
And then throughout the week following, we lead into Easter. And this is a holy week. It's a holy week. It's a sacred week for the body of Christ, for each of us personally, because we're remembering the, the events that lead up to his death and his resurrection. And we're also contemplating, we're stopping to reflect on Good Friday, you know, the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. And we're sort of, we've got to sit in that, don't we? It'd be nice to just sometimes meander through it and, okay, let's go to Resurrection Sunday. But we really need to sit in that. The reality of the fact that we need Jesus and that it was our sin that actually led him there. And, but then we do get to, yes, celebrate that he's risen on Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, he rose from the grave and sin and death were defeated and forgiveness and wholeness were made possible. And Jesus is the one name under whom we unite. Jesus is our saviour. We have been rescued. We've been identified by him. Jesus is the triumphant king. And he's become the kingly banner over us. And he's opened the door to salvation, to faith, love, freedom, significance, purpose, destiny. And just as God was with the Israelites as they battled the Amalekites, Jesus is with us today. And his presence is alive in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is with us in the battle. He's with us in the struggle and in the fight. He's with us in the morning and in the evening and every hour in between. Jesus is for us and he's not against us. Jesus is bringing victory in our personal lives as we come under his banner. Jesus is bringing forth victory in our communities, in this nation, in the world as the body of Christ unites to declare the gospel message of Jesus Christ this coming Easter. Jesus is the banner over us. Many of you know I grew up in the Salvation Army Church and flowing from its foundation in 19th century London, the overall structure of the church has a military model representing that we are in a spiritual battle and as followers of Jesus, we are a part of his army. We're fighting a war. We are fighting a war against sin and evil. And this military idea is, is seen uh, throughout the church in different ways. Uh, for example, the Salvation Army has a flag or banner. I think a, a picture of that might be coming up on the screen. There it is. Uh, and so this is used in, in different ways uh, and is present in many Salvation Army churches. And the, the blue border represents purity. Uh, the red is representing the blood of Jesus Christ. And the yellow star is actually the fire of the Holy Spirit. And you can see their blood and fire written in the, in the centre there. And so that's just one uh, example. Another one is the Salvation Army has a uniform and it's again uh, reflecting a, a military model. And I've got a bit of a throwback <laughs> photo here. Uh, if you can't recognise, I'm in the, the back row there, second in from the front. Uh, and uh, yeah, funny, so funny seeing that. Finding this the other day was hilarious. But uh, it, you can see we're wearing a uniform and you, uh, it varies internationally. We do also have like very, very formal events. You'd have like a blazer or a tunic on. And so again, military models, that's the context that's happening here. But you would, uh, the concept behind the uniform is it was an expression of availability and service to your community. But more, more importantly, it was also an expression of, an out, it was an outward expression of an inner transformation that had happened. Uh, that you had given your heart to Jesus and you were so symbolically representing that by wearing the uniform. So that's designed to be the symbol. Uh, and I was a member of various brass bands such as that one and we would march, different reasons, we'd be marching through the streets 
uh, in public and we would uh, have the bass drum keeping us marching in time and there'd also be a flag bearer. So someone would be there with the banner, Salvation Army's banner, uh, marching alongside us. And I'm bringing this up because uh, growing up in this military context within church really stirred up my faith. You know, it, growing up I knew I'm covered under the banner of God. I had an understanding of the blood of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. Although I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit, I had an understanding of the Holy Spirit being part of the Trinity and the importance of that. And I had an understanding that I belong in God's kingdom. And through Jesus, I've been enrolled in his army. And I represent his name and I represent his truth when I'm, well, anywhere, but especially when I'm out in the community. When we became a Christian, I don't know if you know this, but we actually enlisted in God's army. We are soldiers for Jesus. And Ephesians 6.12 tells us we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against powers and principalities. We're fighting against the, uh, the evil forces in the spiritual realm. In other words, we're fighting the unseen battle. And we're in a spiritual battle, folks. We're in a spiritual battle to keep Jesus at the centre of our lives. We're in a spiritual battle to become the people he's called us to be. And we're in a spiritual battle for souls. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the enemy will come and try to intimidate us. And in order to just bring discouragement and doubt and sow those seeds of I'm unsure, unbelief. But in this spiritual battle, Jesus is the banner over us. Jesus goes ahead of us in the battle. And so because Jesus is our banner, the Bible tells us many truths. But here are just a few. We are more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37. We are overcomers. And get this, because the one who is in us, Jesus, is greater than the one who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4, 1 John 5, 4. We can endure in all seasons, based out of Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We are able to stand our ground in difficult times, Ephesians 6, 13. We have the victory. We are on the winning team. Can I get an amen? Say, come on. We have the victory. We are on the winning team. That is something to be excited about. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 57. And lastly, but certainly not least, we are strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, Ephesians 6, 10. So we know that, yes, we have an enemy who wants to intimidate us, but Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail or overcome us. Jesus said the kingdom of darkness will not prevail over the kingdom of light. And so, therefore, the good news is we're not weak or defenseless in spiritual battles. Yes, we live in a fallen world. Uh, we have a sin nature as humans that we wrestle with throughout our lives. You know, Paul says in Romans, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. But ultimately, Christ has already won the victory on the cross. The grave is empty. And through Jesus' death and his resurrection, God has poured out his Holy Spirit on us. Isn't that amazing? God loves us so much that not only did Jesus die for us on the cross and was risen from the grave, it didn't end there. The story didn't end there. You know, he then sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit and he's still writing his story through us. That's profound. And so I'm so grateful that he would choose me. I don't know why, but he would. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that he would choose us. It's because he loves us so much. So we are equipped. We are empowered to fight from a place of victory and overcome because the battle is already won. Psalm 60 verse 4 says, But you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point, a rallying point in the face of attack. 
So, of course, we know in this context, fear is not I'm scared. It's awe, adoration of who our God is. So as we face battles of all kinds, and we do, don't we? Sickness, financial stress, relationship problems, unemployment, mental health concerns, identity issues, temptations. We rally under the banner of Jesus Christ as members of his army with spiritual weapons. What are these weapons? We, we think back to Exodus 17. Moses really shows the importance of prayer in facing, but not just facing, winning the battle. So Joshua could have done everything right on the battlefield, but I think without Moses on the hill surrendering and fighting in prayer, I personally think the outcome would have been very different. So there's a call to press into God through prayer. You know, battles are fought and they're won in prayer. Scripture says the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. It says that in James. And so a couple of, I guess, practicals here. Join us for Prayer Connect fortnightly on a Wednesday. Uh, This Wednesday, we're actually at C3 Hepburn Heights. We're praying in preparation for the World Prayer Assembly later this year. And we're going to be praying with Christians from other churches. It's going to be fantastic. You know, if we don't know where to start, it's just a really simple, practical way to begin. I'm going to commit to being there. I'm going to commit to coming to Prayer Connect fortnightly. It might also be, and I really felt this was for someone, uh, perhaps that God is prompting you to ask someone to meet with you once a week to pray. So if that's you, you know, don't just think about it. Make that action. Send out that message to that person. Uh, And I'm sure you'll get a yes response. We also see the importance of community. Having people around you to to help keep your hands up in times of trial and heartache. Moses had humility. So he didn't isolate himself and he didn't pretend that he didn't need anyone else. He accepted the help of others to help win the fight. Meanwhile, Aaron and her, they played their part, didn't they? They understood their role had value. They didn't actually try to be something that they weren't. They just were faithful to play the part that God had given them, which was to hold up Moses' hands. So each of them... And so if we're thinking about that, I guess I want to ask, who do you relate to in that account? Moses, Joshua, Aaron or her? Each one of them needed the others in order to be victorious. And this requires a level of vulnerability. So where are we keeping people at arm's length? Are we engaging in his community? Are we engaging in the church? Are we opening our hearts to let fellow believers come alongside us and pray with us and help keep up our hands? When we need it. And Pastor Nicole emphasized the importance last Sunday of reading and declaring the Bible, you know, declaring his truth over our daily lives. And if you're not sure where to start, we can begin by declaring truths from the Bible I mentioned earlier. You might need to go on a bit of a hunt this week and actually highlight, go through your, your Bible and highlight some key scriptures that you can you can declare over you, over your life, over your family and your particular circumstances. You know, we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. We're strong in the Lord. We have victory. Even just saying those those simple phrases can be absolutely life-changing. And Pastor Steve also mentioned last Sunday, if you remember, that he mentioned that speaking these I am statements, if you like, speaking these these scriptures out loud, you know, that, that real hearing us actually speaking the word, hearing ourselves speak the word of God is an amazing thing. And so we might use these declarations as a framework then in private prayer. And it might sound something like this. God, I thank you. I'm covered with your spiritual banner today. Today I am more than a conqueror through Jesus. I'm stepping into victory and I will overcome. We can also put on the full armour of God. Uh, as we're encouraged to in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, 
We maybe need to picture ourselves actually putting each item on. And then as we're going into a day and going into battle, as it were, with his banner raised above us, uh, we picture ourselves kind of taking authority over things with that armour of God on us. And, and we can be confident because we know that his Holy Spirit is filling us, enabling us, empowering us. We're not alone. You know, he is for us and not against us. And he's with us. And his kingly banner is raised high above us. Thanks, Liz, I get you to come forward. God is, is one day bringing everything to completion under Christ's banner. And we have the assurance of total victory. We have the assurance that we're on the winning team. <laughs> we're on the winning side. And it's, it's good news for us. But also, I guess in that, there is a, I suppose, a, a level of burden for those who are not in the kingdom of God. And, you know, we could just leave here today and, and it is about us, but we also want to be thinking about if the Holy Spirit lives in us and there's an outworking of that, who is that for? I mean, yes, of course, God wants to transform our lives, absolutely, but he also wants to use us out in our sphere of influence, within our families, in friendships, at work. You know, wherever we are, he wants to use us to be that light so that other people might take that one step closer to him. And so we've, we've got the assurance of victory and so we can be confident as we move forward that as we take those steps of obedience to whether it's to invite someone to Easter, as an Easter service or it might be to, hey, you know, I'd like to pray for you in that particular scenario or can I... You know, can I bring him on to church one Sunday? There's so many ways in which we can just minister his love. Or it might just be, hey, you know, uh, the Bible says, you know, there's some conversations you have with people that you can be quite direct with. Again, you've got to use wisdom and discernment in this, of course. But there's opportunities all around us. And so we're going to be praying into that in a moment. We have the spiritual weapons to equip us. We have the spiritual weapons to empower us in the battle. And we can fight with that confident hope, knowing that Jesus goes ahead of us and his banner is lifted high above us, his kingly banner. He is the triumphant king. And he's come to go before us. And also so we can be very confident that where we're following is the right path to go. And so we can just close your eyes in this place right now. And I'd like us to stand uh, because we are in an army. <laughs> and Liz is play, play, playing playing their song what a beautiful name what a powerful name what a wonderful name the name of Jesus and that's the name that's over us today so just close your eyes in this place right now and first of all we are and lift your hands if you feel comfortable we want to first of all bring before Jesus just ourselves we want to bring and say hey here I am Jesus here I am Jesus what do you want to say to me today what are you saying to me already? Because I believe he wants to minister to you specifically. He wants to maybe give you a word or he's going to give you a picture. Some of you, I think, are going to get like an image come to your mind. He is the kingly banner over you. So I actually want to pick, want, like you to picture right now, you know, a banner over you. You know, a sort of a sheet as it were or a flag, whatever that form that might take for you. With the words, Jesus written on it. That's the banner that's lifted above you. And it's a banner that represents that He is for you. It's a banner that represents that uh, whatever struggle or battle that's, that you're facing right now, 
He is going to bring victory in His name. He is going to bring victory. And it doesn't always happen in the timeline we would want, and it doesn't always happen the way we think it will, but He is able to bring victory. And so imagine that banner lifted up high over you. And now imagine that you're wearing the armour of God. You've got the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace. And you've got the sword of the Spirit in your hand. And He's given you these weapons to fight against it. You don't actually need to rely on someone else. You've got the weapons that you need to go forth and fight the battle, knowing that you've already won in Christ. And so be filled right now with courage. Be filled with the knowledge that Jesus has gone ahead already. And so you're just following along. And as you do, you're wearing your armour and you will be victorious in His name. In His name. And now I would like us to shift to thinking about others. Maybe someone in your world who's, you know, is distant from Christ. Or someone who's just really battling or struggling. Someone who, you know, just needs the love of Jesus. People are desperate. People are desperate for the love of Jesus. People are searching and seeking. You know, the, the, the soil is there and it's ready to be ploughed. And, and so I just want you to imagine right now, or just get a, an image of someone in your mind, or it might be a name. And I want you to imagine the banner, the banner of His love over them. Imagine seeing them actually bending their knee, if you like, before the King of Kings and surrendering their life. You know, whoever that person is that you've thought of or that name, you know, you're the soldier of Jesus and you're the one who can actually minister to them. And it's going to look absolutely different for all of us. It's going to look different and it's going to take on a, a different forms. But I want you to know, I want us to believe today that because we're equipped and empowered, that person, that God has actually sent you to that person to be a minister of his truth and his gospel. And so I'm asking God as well right now, God, would you give everyone here tools and keys of how they can bring your, your gospel truth to those people that they're thinking of, those names that we're thinking of. Lord, may you give us wisdom and discernment the right words to speak, uh, when to speak, and, and even the tone of voice that we use and where we do it. All of these things, God, may we have the wisdom to know how to minister your, your truth. And we're believing that one day those people are going to rally under the same banner that, that we rally under today, the banner of Jesus Christ. And so we thank you, Lord God, that you're, you're, you're about souls. You are about people coming into your kingdom. And we're a part of that because we're in your army. We're in your army. We're soldiers for you, Jesus. And we're marching, if you like, to the beat of, of your word. We're marching today uh, into victory. We're marching today with your banner ahead of us lifted high. And I thank you that, yes, it is for us and it's also for others. And so to this coming week, I'm just believing that as you declare the truth of, of who God is, but also who you are in Him through Jesus, that you're going you're gonna to see that kingly banner lifted high above you. And you're going to see that who you are in Him afresh. And it's going to give you strength for the battle, strength in the struggles that you face. And so I thank you, Lord God, for your amazing power. I thank you for your presence. 
that helps us to win the battle. Give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.